You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Matter. babies this is lust for life this is a show about the human condition where the host that is me mad dog matter likes to talk like a 1980s pro wrestler from the mid-south region talking in promo that's the theme of the show that's it i get excited and i'll be like welcome to the show and then i whisper it down just like i like the pixies oh oh, yes loud quiet loud (laughs) that's it baby but this is kind of like an old dusty Rhodes. yeah or or this is more like the villain who's going to be in the cage with dusty Rhodes. like dusty Rhodes, when i get you at starcade this thursday night (laughs) you'll feel that's it so this is mad dog matter this is a wonderful show um every week i bring different guests into the room different guest hosts and we just have a collision or a mishmash and apparently sometimes a phone goes off but it's okay this is real it's that's the our human guest condition yeah. that could be our guest even though that's the door we're too dumb to get each other's numbers so right. he'd be facebooking me oh it's the door okay good with me as always is the great benji sussman whose name i will always get wrong I like on it. purpose i'm liking it. i'm even changing it to that <laughs> well that then that then i will say it Sus- a different way next <laughs> way wine right. Sus wine that's such a wonderful name it means sweet wine hmm. really yeah and like Yiddish or Polish and German, one of those. Who could argue with that shit? Wow. Outstanding. No one's going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are. <laughs> right now. There's yeah. someone in Poland listening to this. You don't know about our listeners. They are, first of all, we haven't released an episode yet at this point. <laughs> and so uh, we don't know where our listeners are, but I'm sure they're the smartest, most informative, most uh, curious listeners mm-hmm. in the world. Now I'm just stuck in like an NPR voice, but yeah. I can't stop it. With us, special <laughs> guest host. Mr. Grant Gordon, Why, my hello. dear friend, a very funny comedian, a man who's on top of his game. You guys can't see this. Very fashionable with a shirt with a penguin on it. That yes. means fucking fashion, my people. That's right. The penguin, the classiest of That's all it. Arctic animals by far. Yeah. Well, because what's the old hacky joke? That they're dressed like they're in a tuxedo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, th- I imagine other animals are kind of disappointed when the penguin shows up to what was supposed to be a casual event. You know. But I bet the polar bear is very confident. <laughs> yeah, for lo- I'm sure. First reason, he's a fucking polar bear. He's right. bigger, he'll eat you. He doesn't give a shit. Right. Or she. I don't want to screw up the gender. But all white. That's pimp. Yeah. You ever see someone in an all white suit? That takes a lot yeah. of confidence. And those people walk dick first into every room. Yeah, at, for the, true. Uh, at the NBA draft, you usually see it. Yeah. And those dudes are pimp. Oh, the NFL draft. NFL that w- also. One dude wears a white suit, and he's mm-hmm. like, what up? Well, here's a, here's a fact. The, the polar bear's uh, fur is actually clear. Yes, it is. And uh, so a clear suit would even be cooler. I mean, that I would be kind of dope. I the draft. That would yeah? be weird. Why but, not just show everybody what you're working with right out of the gate? Well, that's, that, I was going to say, what does that mean, clear? It's, it's the sun. It's the reflection of the sun and the snow around it that makes it look white. Its skin's actually black. So, all right, we get a polar bear uh-huh. in the zoo in no, San Diego. No, it's still white, though. It's still white even if it's not in the snow. Oh, okay. I think. So it's just the sun. I, it's a reflection. It's a refraction. I think it's the, yeah, the way light refraction. travels through. I want to say refraction. Refraction stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is refraction? <laughs> Sounds like a math thing. Yeah, yeah. I barely got through goddamn <laughs> geometry. Which you guys like, are refraction. Well, we'll have to ask our right. informed listeners. If you listeners. fail fractions, yeah. you got to do refractions. I think that's what <laughs> it is. There you go. Hey, yo. <laughs> Come on. This is so bad. So I didn't have to take... 
you didn't have to take four years of math in my high school. So when I got the junior wow. year and I got the geometry, I got through it. I go, that's it. You're Bye-bye. So lucky, senior man. year, I didn't take it. Ugh. This dumb son of a bitch didn't take the SAT till senior year. I now am about a half a year away from any math when I take the SAT. I get like an eight on my math. <laughs> and I was always pretty decent at math. Mm. And I got through it. And uh, I was horrible at this in the SAT. And then I had to take remedial math mm. in college. Mm-hmm. My score wasn't enough to let me go and take basic math at UNLV. Wow. I had to go to community college and take remedial You had to go off there. campus? Like, just a different, like, they were like, I you're not even good enough to, wow. Exiled. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had to go to goddamn community college over that, and that class didn't even count. I had to pass it to take the next class to count. To have the privilege of mm. taking a math class. Wow. That's it. See, I should have taken math all four years. The truth is, like, is it that important? No. Do we really need all that, or is it just to, like, keep your brain moving? All you need is addition, subtractions, and some basic percentages in life. That's it. 20%. You could do 20%. Yeah. Where is that class? Yeah, that's Tipping 101. (laughs) That's it. Math in real life. That should be a class. (laughs) Yes. I mean... It would take two days, possibly. No one would sign up for the tipping class in college. Right. Yeah, no. Oh, you don't want to know. I don't get tipped for my job. Well, you're pointing a slurpy asshole. <laughs> you shouldn't get tipped for that fucking job. Right. You should have taken more math yourself. All right? That's yeah. the fucking fact of the matter. I wish there was just some sort of standards of tipping, though, like an actual tipping class, some sort of organization that actually laid it down. You know, like this is appropriate. The thing is, there's a lot uh, of ambiguity. I yeah, mean, but I think it's different in culturally, place to place yeah. and job to job. I and mean, yeah. And I think there's some jobs that I don't know if you traditionally tip that you should. I mean, like, Look, what are you thinking? I have things that confuse me. Like, uh, I don't know who I should tip. Ambulance. You no. think you should tip the ambulance? I think so, depending on how much is involved. Yeah, I think so. Well, if you tip the ambulance, then you should be tipping the cops. And I think that, yeah. that causes <laughs> yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of shit. That Firefighters and stuff. I think if someone comes Thanks for not your... arresting me, Sarge. Here's a 20. If anybody <laughs> comes to your house and provides a service, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you forget your luggage, all right, at the airport, okay. and the guy drives it to your apartment, right, and brings you the luggage, what do you think? So now, that, the plane it, did you wrong, but this guy drove to, to your luggage to your right, apartment. Do you right. tip him? So you're saying anytime it's a it's a home delivery personal service. But what like, about a cat? Oh, I guess cabs. Yeah, you a personal also. service. I'm doing this for but you. But at restaurants, at restaurants, well, they're you, not I, coming here. You go to it's them. It's personal for that. though. They, they talk you. to you. But they're coming to your table. They're coming to you and talking to you and asking you what you want. Actually, personal. you sit in their table. Yeah. Right. Asking them to come to you. Mm. That's that's mm. someone's section. It's personal. Uh huh. These are two mm-hmm. former waiters talking mm-hmm. as well. Right. Right. I would right. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna cool down a little. Yeah. Take it easy. Sorry. Yeah. Would you get fired about this? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. I get confused. I went to a movie before this, and I this this first of all, the woman working at the counter, mm. you could tell this was not one of her first eight choices in life, <laughs> and uh, she was very mean to lady. All right, there's a matinee on the Upper West Side of Woody Allen film. So mm. what do you think's there? Old ladies, sure. old old. I'm only one under seventy in the whole goddamn <laughs> place, and these ladies, of course, are going to spend money on on fucking hot dogs and drinks. They're like, can we just have a glass of water? Right. <laughs> no, bottle water. Okay. And I don't even think she was a West Indian, but that's just the that's accent just, I like yeah. when someone's angry <laughs> at old white people. Yeah, just, just to piss off anyway. the old Jewish ladies <laughs> on that West Side. Uh, and so they just, can we just have two glasses of water to go to the fountain? I mean, it's kind of humbling just to like, take a glass of, like, an empty glass I to a water it. fountain. Yeah. It's humbling. My you could have one. You have one. One glass? <laughs> And then the other lady Share comes Share back. The glass. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Here, here you go, Myrtle. All right. Uh, All right, Agnes. Uh, Myrtle. And All so, right, Wyckoff. Get over here. <laughs> Myrtle and Wyckoff. <laughs> yeah, they're friends. They, that was a great Brooklyn vaudeville team back yeah. in the day. <laughs> um, 
replaced by the G train and the jet. Oh, the hack alley. All right. And so uh, the, uh, the lady's not pleading for a glass of water, pleading for just, can I just have a glass for myself? Mm. So finally she gives it, but she gives like a weird look at the lady behind the counter. I then, I'm like, oh, this is whatever it is. Who cares? My judgment of the worker now happens the next step. Can I just have a small popcorn? Mm. I had a slice of pizza. I don't need a large guy. Keep damn. it healthy. I like yeah. it. Yeah. We don't have small. They don't have small cups. Didn't it's Bloomberg fucking force Tuesday. that? Yeah. Well, I thought Bloomberg was Where's Bloomberg? How about the medium? Okay, I do them. I got to have pop. Uh, if that's something I'm OCD about. I have to have popcorn in the theater. Sure. Uh, that's the one thing I'm OCD about. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, it. I'm so in yeah, control right. of my life. Otherwise, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Next to the thing is a tip jar. For oh, her denying on. people, like denying come these on. poor old. No. I get it. You want to sell shit? These old ladies are old. Was they there need money? water. Did, were people tipping? There's like, tw- I bet she puts like I, 20 bucks in there. I know that old grip from the old from, seed, yeah. Yes. The old, back in the day. Yeah. When we lifeguard and you'd make money off the towels and shit, you would just put a fake tip jar up front. And just to people see if they get the tip. Oh, for towels it's a and for chairs. It's great. Yeah. You should do that here at the club downstairs. Right on stage is just a little tip jar. Yes. For the comedian. Absolutely. I have been tipped as a comedian. If you ever work for the fellas, quote unquote, if you ever go deep into Staten Island or New Jersey and they tip everybody. Yeah. If they taught the class, it would just be just tip everybody all the time. It's like those old school Vegas acts. Yeah. Like Yeah. Sinatra, just a hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's a Kleenex. Give me a hundred bucks. Well you know the best Sinatra story, right? Guy's shining his shoes, goes, Hey uh, Johnny, what's the most you ever got tipped shining shoes? Oh, I shouldn't say Mr. Sinatra. Finally, at the end, he's like, Johnny, tell me who tipped you the best. Or tell me how much you got tipped. A hundred. Okay, how's this? Tips him two. He's walking off. He goes, Johnny, you got to tell me who tipped you the hundred. He goes, it was you, Mr. Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> but if you work for the fellas, there'll uh-huh. always be two or three tables where they tell you, don't talk to them. That means mafia. Yeah. Right. That means sure. they whacked the last six comics. <laughs> and those are the ones that if you, that you make fun of everyone else and they like you, mm-hmm. come in. Oh, you're funny, man. I knew Rod. They all knew Rodney. Even if it's like a 27 year old gangster. If it's a 27 year old, oh, I knew, I knew Rodney. Here you go. And if you try to deny it, that's another step closer to being thrown in the lake. Let's Jesus. just be honest about that shit. If you deny the tip, yeah, you got to take it. If they want to give you something, you have to take it. But now you owe them. Is that now once you take a catch twenty two type of thing? You don't owe them for the tip. No, you do not. No, like here now you're one of us. If you ever need you for anything, bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) I don't think that's how you make your bones these days. Yeah. Some guys back in the day had to whack a dude. Now you just have to make fun of the woman with the fur coat inside (laughs) in July next to Bobby Bones. No. (laughs) All right, so this is a good start. This is this is what it's about. So Mm. we have a guest coming on. Let's just shift. That was maybe an awkward shift, shift, but who gives a shift? No, it's good. Um. This is an interesting episode. We have someone coming in who's raised evangelical by Christians. Went to school, I believe. I don't. Uh, yeah, we'll get you on one side, but yeah, you sit, you sit here and we'll just nod, and then we'll, we'll go to take a quick break, and then we'll get it. But I want to set it up. Um, converted, and then learned to convert people, and then eventually got out of it. And so before this, we're talking about. Hey, so what are we going to ask him? This is what we're going to ask him. Real questions. Mm-hmm. What it is to separate. What it is to be brought up one way. And now you're out. And you can just nod right now before we put you on, on the mic. Rich Pinder, my main I miss, man. I have a similular story growing up religious. Yeah. And that's why this is going to be great. And I'm excited. Um, how do the people react? You still see these people. I mean, this is what it is. 
your family, first of all, the whole world wants everyone to be like them. That's yeah. why there's racism. That's why religions hate each other. Right. That's why straight people are scared of gay people. That's what this is. Right. If we see something that isn't you, if fruit and, and food could talk, they would, bananas would be like, fuck you oranges. People don't realize <laughs> right. that would happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really because it's like, why don't you look like me? It scares people. People mm-hmm. are scared of what's different. And if you were part of something and then you break away, that's even worse because we were the same, and now you want to be different. Right. You want to be like all those other maniacs. You're kind of right. spitting in their face. By right. Yes, and this is what we're going to talk about. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. Right. Yes, yeah. and now uh, go ahead real quick, Benji, your, your religious background. Grew up what's called modern Orthodox Jew, so keeping kosher, keeping the Sabbath, but not like crazy you know, side curls and all that, mm. not like dressed in black and white and all that. So it's a, it's a middle ground. We, we, I, I grew up, you know, cultural, I guess, in the world I knew. I was watching TV and all that, going to movies, going to the city. So it's kind of, that's why they call it modern orthodox, because it's the mix between like the secular world and yes. also the religious world at once. And now, the more hardcore in the religious don't even go to movies and that? They wouldn't no. have, They wouldn't have gone and seen the new Woody Allen movie, they're Blue not, Jasmine? No, I don't think so. Not if they're not giving out free waters, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> now, if you, th- <laughs> no free waters, I love <laughs> it. Now, if you were brought up that way, yeah. Do you think you'd still be religious? You're not religious anymore. No. No. And you're an atheist. Yeah. Borderline agnostic. I just, the point of, can you be so certain that nothing's out there? No. If you ask me my opinion, that's my opinion. I don't think so, but I could be wrong, just like my other opinions, I guess. It's it's okay to be wrong. That's the beauty (laughs) of it. Right. But if I had to bet, I would say atheist. Nothing out there. I feel that sometimes... Atheists hedge their bets a little with the agnostic, kind of like when someone comes out the closet and is gay and they're initially bi. It's like, no, I'm not gay. I'm right. bi. Right, right. <laughs> the last eight people I've been with, they had cocks and they were in my mouth, but yeah, right. I'm bi. Yeah. I, I'll yeah. get a girl eventually. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've always been agnostic for the most part. Uh-huh. I was baptized Catholic. I took communion once on accident. I got they up for someone. into it? Well, they yeah, got me. First of all, I hated going to church. It was Sunday. They always replayed the best episode of Thundercats Sunday mm. morning when it was church time. So uh-huh. my grandma would get me all dressed up. And Staunch would... atheist, the whole Thundercat team. Yeah. Do you think the Thundercats are atheists? I have no idea. No, <laughs> no. I don't know. I bet who was religious was that evil mummy, that son of a bitch. Yeah. I bet he was in some voodoo shit, but that's another story. <laughs> Sorry. And so <laughs> by the 10 minutes in the church, my hair is just a mess. I'm ripping. I hated it. It was just a waste of time. I didn't understand it. It was like, oh, God's the guy on the wall at Nana's house. Okay, well, he he looked like a cool dude. <laughs> Why do I have to go somewhere else to be cool with him? There's mm-hmm. pictures of him at every relative's house. Mm. And I hated it. And I never went to Sunday school, never learned to take the, uh, the, the, communion. the communion. And they got us up for something else. Sometimes you'd still go up and, like, shake the priest's hand. <laughs> he slipped me communion this time. I'm now <laughs> walking with the communion in my mouth, and my godmother— I turned around, what am I going to do? Eat it and tell no one. Well, <laughs> I screwed up now. Oh, she wasn't even in, into it. Well, she was. I mean, she's my godmother. But she was just like, she didn't even, re- it was kind of like a rope-a-dope. We kind of got mm. rope-a-dope to the go up switcheroo. There. Yeah. So the minute I didn't have to go to church, I, got, I, I stopped and was staunch agnostic mm. from like 15 or 16. Staunch and agnostic. now is this something that you, uh, you try to study and look for answers, or you're kind of just leaving it at that and doing your thing? Well, I don't know. I have my own beliefs that I think are silly. I think reincarnation is logical. I logical. Do, I think Not- it's logical. I think that souls, I think uh, the body is the apartment and the soul is the tenant. 
And that's why when we have like old relatives, everyone gets so sad. Like when my grandpa, he was bedridden for two years, couldn't talk or nothing. He was about to die and people wanted to hang on to him. It's like he can't talk. He right. can't do nothing. Yeah. His apartment Sucks. is shitty. Yeah. There's yeah. no plumbing. Right. Can't get cable. Right. The fuck? Let him move on to somewhere better. Mm-hmm. Right. But isn't it logical to say his just brain is falling apart? Well, the brain, which is part of the body. Right, so it's not this, you know, mystical, spiritual soul that's leaving him and he's stuck with the shell, but his body's uh, failing. Well, the body, I mean... The and all parts, and the brain part, and the, all well, the pipes and all the work in it. Well, yeah, well, you know, his brain, he was still active, he just couldn't talk, he had like a, a tube in his mouth. And Smoker? So it was just real, no, it was like an aneurysm and all that shit. It was just sad to see him like that. And so, look, I could be wrong. This is part of what faith, I guess, is, is there's an optimism. Yeah. Heaven's an optimistic thing. And also, Every, everybody can be wrong except the extremists, and that's the whole thing. Is the evangelicals and every type of extremist, Muslim extremists, they're not wrong. They're right. That's the answer. That's the one answer. If you don't believe that that's the one answer, you're wrong. And, you that's, and that's foolish And to that's think. where you come into real issues, you know? I mean, that's agnosticism is a very safe middle ground, you know? Um, it's free agency. It is. You're just like you're kind of— Please kinda, court you, me, but I don't yeah. know if I'm going to play this yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm Ricky toe, Williams. You dip a toe in everything. Minus story. You enjoy yourself. Right, but how many agnostics are just, I don't care, I don't know what's out there, and I'm going to continue watching football? Probably too many. I or, mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or is it like I studied everything, and you know what? I don't know. It's, there seems to be options. But is it important to have a religion and to care? Maybe. I mean, ignorance let's is bliss. I mean, does it really let's, matter? I mean, that's the thing. Real quick, let's, before let's, we bring yeah, on the guest, bring him on for this, yeah. Grant, real quick, oh, yeah. give your religious background, because right. it's very fascinating. Uh, my mom uh, was Catholic, but not like hardcore. My dad's a Jew. Again, not hardcore. Jew for, he was a Jew for Jesus. Both parents were Buddhists. They wanted me not to be weird, so they sent me to athlete Sunday school, so I, was, I got confirmed as a Catholic. Uh, but I grew up in a very Jewish area of Long Island, so I was always surrounded by Jews, so all my friends were Jews. Uh, and I look very Jewish and sound very Jewish. Uh, and then I went to and Israel. You're a comic. And I'm a comic. <laughs> I've got all the credentials. Uh, and then I went on birthright to Israel because I'm half Jewish. Oh, nice. And then I, they, they threw me a bar mitzvah uh, on that one. And I asked the rabbi, I said, listen, you know, I'm not going to practice Judaism. I'm a Buddhist. But if, you know, for ancestry connectivity reasons, if you're cool with it, I'd like, I, I'll take one, basically. And he's like, he was cool. Did it. Barry, uh, you know, uh, he hooked me up. Um, Schmuckler. Actually, was his name, Barry Schmuckler. Gave right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually gave me my, my mitzvah. And then I've been a practicing Buddhist for the last eight years. So, yeah. And you identify as Buddhist? I mean, yes, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I, I meditate twice a day. That's what I identify with. Okay. So you get too much into dog, dogmatism and all that. I, I, I don't vibe on that. I, you know, again, the label is a little, it's a little strong. Can you still relate if... if Couple Catholics came in here talking Catholic shit, you know, wine and wafers and <laughs> sure and crazy priests. I, I know the basics. You can yeah. relate, <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and Jewish, I mean, you, I mean, Jews. I can, I mean, yeah, I can rap with Jews forever. You know, I mean, I get the Jew thing hard. You know, and then let's uh, see. Yeah, <laughs> come on, let's bring it. Well, yeah. We're bringing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're directly in the middle right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna figure it all out. Yeah. So we're gonna come back with the great. Rich Pender, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be spectacular. We're yeah. going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to talk religion. Huh. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. God bless us. Woo. Let's go. We'll take a quick break. Yeah. All right, game on, babies. We are back with our guest, the great Rich Pender's here. I'm going to give a little golf clap because I grew up listening to old radio where they do that shit. There we go. Mm. Pender, my main man, thank you so much for coming here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. All right, so, Pender, let's just go knee-deep into this. 
You were raised where? I was raised in uh, upstate New York, a uh, little town called Newburgh. Newburgh. I know yeah. Newburgh. It's a shithole. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Beyond, it's like one of the worst cities in the country at this point. It's like ninth worst in crime right now. Ninth wow. rate in the country. In the country. Wow. wow. By some, you know, they make up half the statistics, but it's it's up there. And it's wow. small and almost country-like, isn't it? I've been up yeah, there. Yeah, it's kind of, it's just an exit off the thruway. Everything in between there and the next exit is just farms. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That place looks like all the business is farms and a couple bars. So are people robbing, like, produce off the side of the freeways? <laughs> Give me those tomatoes, bitch. <laughs> people just shoot you. Newburgh's, like, legit, like depressed city area like yeah. a real sad part of brooklyn that's how i would describe newburgh wow a lot of those upstate towns are depressing man you yeah know, it's, it's awful like binghamton's miserable too binghamton's terrible poughkeepsie yeah with the college oh. in poughkeepsie syracuse the ibm i mean or oh, what, man, yeah. or, no, no ibm was binghamton but whatever the big uh, company in syracuse left a big hole there there's like I all those it. companies are gone all, like, all they all depend on one company and then that company mm. left and then they're all just giant you know voids these cities now all the guineas and my family came from Rochester. Rochester's still good because Kodak is still in business. Kodak, I mean, but they lost a lot. They Xerox, lost a lot, but at least still Xerox, alive. Xerox, Bosch know? and Lom, they've all yeah. taken hits. Rochester's rough. We'll, we'll, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we'll get sorry. to another story. Upstate, upstate, upstate New York. Upstate, upstate, upstate New York. Real. And stay the fuck out of Niagara Falls, America. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that straight up, <laughs> yeah. dude. The American If you side. drop your I wallet know. there, really? kick Forget it over it. the bridge to Canada it's and pick so, it up. That's it's it. It's so funny that we take so much pride in our country, yet the, the American Niagara Falls is the worst, and we just let that be. You know what I mean? And, people, and the Canadian side looks like Disney World, and the American side looks like there's just like Tesla coils that are broken and just everywhere. It's like, it just looks like. I have never heard It is the worst. Yeah. Look at Detroit and directly across the river Windsor. from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to build a free bridge yeah. and they're just like, no, no yeah. free bridge. And we we don't want a free bridge. You're a fucking idiot. All the time, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So bad. So you grew up in Newburgh and your parents are... So my cute. parents are completely not religious. They aren't like, religious. My parents are not religious. My dad grew up with my grandmother. Okay. His, his mother. And that's basically who raised me because my parents had to fucking drop me off there all the time. Okay. Okay. So... When they would drop me off there, my grandmother always insisted he had to go to church. He used to lock my dad out of the house if he didn't go to church on Sunday. Wow. So they would drag me to church all the time. So lock him out. He would, she would like, send him out to get eggs and then lock the door. Yeah. Go, if you don't come back with <laughs> communion on your tongue, you can't get in here. <laughs> no, it was like Sunday would roll around. They'd go to church. If he decided not to go, then whenever he left, when he'd come back, that's it. Wow. Doors are locked. You're not coming in. <laughs> Preaching wow. the love she learned yeah. in church, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough love, huh? <laughs> Grammy, Grammy's crazy, man. My grandmother's crazy. I love her to death. She's still kicking, 91 years old, wa- 90 years old this year, walking wow. around still, you know, wow. but Doing crazy right. about the Jesus. Mm. Crazy about the Jesus. Mm. And you're, okay, so you get dropped off there how many days a week? Uh, pretty much every day. Every wow. day because uh, parents are working? Point, yeah, working or my parents split up when I was eight years old. Okay. So when they split up, my grandmother would babysit me after work. I'd go to school from there, hmm. or uh, my, you know, when my mom went to work. And so every Sunday, she would come and pick us up to go to church because she insisted we had to go to church. And my parents were like, that's not a bad idea. Maybe <laughs> you should go to church and, and learn some things and learn to be a civil human being. Okay. But they, neither of them really care. Dad, obviously didn't not. Care. He would not have a place <laughs> to stay on Sundays if he didn't go. <laughs> and then mom never. Mom was. But what was mom's family? Did mom have mom's religious? Mom's family, uh, they, they were. Uh, I think they're Catholic. I don't know. Okay. Religion was never a big thing with that side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was never, it was like a thing that you did for the holiday. Okay. You know, just so you could have an excuse to drink. Oh, you mean like the good Catholics? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those are the good Catholics. Right. Irish Catholics. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So I'd go out with my grandparents to this church, this town in Walden, middle of nowhere. 
in upstate New York. It's it's the town that had the rumor of everybody fucks their cousins. Mm. Okay. That was a, it was a beautiful town. It's good to have <laughs> some of that up north. <laughs> yeah. The south yeah. has all that fun. We got to spread the wealth. Yeah, uh, you don't realize. People don't realize that once you travel off the interstate and anything north of Albany, it may as well be Alabama. It is. It's all redneck. It's the wow. same and thing. Redneck has nothing to do with uh, location. It has everything to do with population density. Absolutely. That's absolutely that. the thing that determines redneck. Oh. They the, have the accent you know? and everything, too. Yeah. No, they have yeah, the redneck yeah. accent. It's so weird. Real yokels. You ever meet those Jersey hillbillies? Hey, you want to go to the car race? Where you from, man? <laughs> Alabama? Nah, man, Trenton. That's <laughs> fucked up, bro. <laughs> All right, so you started so going to the, church around eight. Uh, I went my whole life. The whole they life They sent me the there, nursery them. school, everything. Eight years old, though, my parents split up, so my grandmother would take me to church, and the best way to get attention was to join in their little festivities Pull of the in. evangelism. Yeah. Okay. Full buy-in, get slain in the spirit. Like, the stuff you see, like, Benny Hinn and all those preachers on TV wow. do, where they, like, stand you up and then, like, pray over you and you fall over. Yeah. Is that called s- slain in the Being spirit? Being slain in the spirit. Slain. The Holy Ghost overcomes your body and you are bowled over by his presence. Whew. I swear to you. How is that an accessible <laughs> term? Throw slain in there? Like, yeah. it's fucking a Slayer song? Like, what Christians? the hell is, what is this? <laughs> what? Uh, Who would have thought religion and comedy have the same terms? Right. <laughs> How was church? Man, I killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I crushed him. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and this is a Christian. What, what is this text? It's not Catholic. This is Lutheran. This Lutheran, is Lutheran evangelical. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or the anti-Catholic, I guess, if you will. See, I'm such a bad Catholic. I don't know who our our, our, our rivals in Christianity <laughs> right. are. Was, uh, Luther was the one that went uh, up yeah, and nailed the, the theses. Oh, the Martin, Luther. Martin Luther. Yeah, Martin Luther. Yeah. Not, so okay. now I grew yeah. up in all that, and <laughs> like you would see everything, like like. Uh, my grandfather was a trustee of the church. My grandmother did a bunch of work with the church, babysat and everything. Uh, I was involved with the vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. At eight years old, I was born again. Born again? Born again. Wow. How are you born again at eight? eight? I don't know. What path did you go down? Yeah. No. Where were you? Did <laughs> you like, <laughs> speaking <laughs> tongues and stuff? <laughs> like, could you quite... At eight years old, it's hard to... There's nothing to, to, to question. There's nothing There's enough to be born again. No, you think back on it. I think back on it now, and I'm like, who, why did no one step in and be like, usually, I guess it's bad to say, like, usually you get addicted to smack first. Because at eight years right, old, yes. looking to fit in, I probably would have gone, gotten addicted to smack, and then turned over <laughs> a new leaf. Yeah. Right. Rich, you need to get born again. Why, Mama? <laughs> Too much Bazooka Joe gum. Right. <laughs> All you do is read those comics and just... Shoot bubble gum. Mulligan. You need a mulligan in life. <laughs> yeah, bo- born mulligan. again is the mulligan of religion. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So it you get born again at eight. Eight years old. And then is that I, the big, do you have to go to a river? Do they dip you? No, you just, you just like one night you're like, I give my life to Christ. Mm. I remember I was eight years old. It was uh, Good Friday when I was eight years old. Of course. That's right. And I was like, oh yeah, I give my life to Christ. I'm so on fire with the spirit. Wow. And it Wait, just well, did you attention. say it like that, or at the time you were you were? No, I don't think I was, mailed I it was in a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like sarcastic. Where's the wine? <laughs> yeah, I roll, I roll. <laughs> really, really, is this the wine? Yeah. Someone brought cold cuts, right? Let's get to that right now. Yeah, I'm in, dude. Christ slayed me. <laughs> yeah, he had a great set tonight. Slayed. <laughs> Christ nailed it. Get in there. Oh, oh USA! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> Night, everybody. Two waitress minimum. Make sure to tip the bill. Um, so you, you're born again. You have that festivity. You're eight yep. years old. Eight God. years old. And then the next day, you just go on doing basically <laughs> the same around. things you were doing the week before. Doing right? the same exact thing. 
Did Grammy just, I like, love Jesus. like you better after that? Was she thrilled? It got attention from a lot of people from around the church. Right. So eight years old, you don't know any better. You know, parents just split up. I, sure. I look back at it, I'm like, oh, it was obviously just like, here's a stupid little kid trying to Fit in, get yeah. attention. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So the parents split around eight. Yeah. You're devastated, right? What, what's going? Can you recollect anything that's going through your mind at that age? Anything that? going through my mind? Not so much, but all the events around it. Yeah, there's like a whole. Mm-hmm. Is this a therapy session? Whatever I'm you about, want it to be. I yeah. open we want to learn about, about how you got into this and how you're not into it, but you still keep relations with people. It was. It was just. I don't know. It was just a weird thing that like it presented itself. I saw how everybody would. You know, someone would speak in tongues in the middle of a service. Yes. They would shut down. Like, we're talking about two-hour services. And by speaking in tongues, what do you mean? Time, what do you mean? Someone would all of a sudden, just in the middle of, like, the silence, someone would shout out, be like, and make up shit. Uh, is that the devil? Yeah, what is that? Supposed to be the Holy Spirit possessing you. Yeah. And you're speaking in a language that you can't comprehend. Because the Holy that, Spirit doesn't have phonics. It's, yeah, it's God <laughs> speaking through you. Now, oh technically, goodness. I've learned, like, it's technically supposed to be that you start speaking in Hebrew. Okay. And it just was, like, fake Hebrew. That's it, not, none of it that's was real. Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> that is the not guy Hebrew. Would, <laughs> yeah. There was one guy in particular who would fire off. For all I knew, he maybe knew real Hebrew. Right. But I knew that he made gibberish noises, so right. if I did it, we're good. This is going to mm-hmm. get me more attention. And you were looking for attention. I you, guess You were so. trying to fill some love that you were I, getting through the divorce, looking, obviously. Correct? I was looking to feel the presence of God mm. at eight years old, to, to be in God's good graces. But at the same time, I had no idea what that meant. So whenever I'd feel something, I'd be like, should I do this? Should I do this? I guess. I mean, this, is this what everyone else is doing? Is that why they're talking? I'm just going to do this and right. commit to the act right. and then be like, oh, good. And it'd be like, oh, okay, then I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I just got to fake it. Mm-hmm. But did it did it feel like you're faking it? I it mean, did, didn't, you didn't know. You knew you wanted to feel closer to God, but you didn't know why you right. wanted to feel closer to God, and you didn't know how that really felt. Correct. Right. I just knew what other people would do when they were close to God in that situation. You know what it looked so like. So I would. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just imitation more than anything sure. else. Sure. Feels almost like you just you needed to be a part of a tribe. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, if these were all goth kids, I think you would have just been, you know, same thing. Right. Would put on white makeup and started, you know, started listening to the Cure. You yeah, know? you would have been singing Bella Lugosi's <laughs> Dead" by Bauhaus. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it's probably deeper than Possible. that. Yeah, sure. All right, because right, I think in those situations, you, the people do gain something out of it. They're like, "Wow, this is my family and this music, blah blah blah." Absolutely. But are you? Did you feel a difference in your life? Like, oh, I finally have a place and a purpose, or you're like, "I'm faking it, guys." Mm. I. No, it was it was full commitment. Like I fully felt like this was I was doing the right thing and even when I would consciously decide to imitate the things, I'd be like that's because you have to push yourself over the edge. Right. Right. Like I felt it and this is how you express it. Mm-hmm. But looking back now I'm like, yeah, it was just me going this is what I see people do, so this is what I'm supposed to do, I guess. Right. You're right. also eight. You can't have like yeah. a real deep... There's no logical thoughts. It's like, if no. I do this, then McDonald's after church. Right. I don't get locked out of my yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was grandma hardcore like that with you? Um, No, because I was so behaviored. Well behaved, that's the word. <laughs> behaviored? Speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah. It's do, there. Do you feel like maybe you were your grandma's religious redemption? Because I, my mother, I mean, I've told people, I mean, she was a, a junkie and that, so my grandparents 
took uh, custody of me, and they had a few kids that made mistakes in life. Let's just leave it like that. And so I was their redemption as a human, and that's why I was sheltered for years and mm -hmm. all that. It right. almost sounds like you were grandma's last chance to get someone, you know, one of hers closer to God. Hmm. I mean, that's just yeah. speculation, but I'm throwing it at you, baby. I, 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 think, I think a bit. I mean, without a doubt, she... I mean, even to this day, every year you ask her, what do you want for Christmas, Grammy? She's like, Christmas Eve, I want all my kids to show up in church. That's all I want. And that's oh, all man. she no ever pressure, wants. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. This I only have one or two left. <laughs> right. But not a big right. deal if you don't make it. Three kids, two grandkids, <laughs> wants us all in church. Yeah. Always. And like, oh, God, like five years ago, she called this emergency family meeting. Okay. <laughs> she calls an emergency, or emergency, I need you guys all here. And we all show up and we're like, holy shit, she's going to tell us she's dying. Right. And she sits us all down and there's, you know, the, my father, my two uncles, me, my brother sitting around, the grandfather. And she's like, I want you to understand. I know I'm older. I know that the time is fast approaching. And I need to know where you sit with the Lord. Oh, boy. That wow. would make me so comfortable just to know that you love Jesus and accept him as I know I do. Uh -huh. And we were treated to a 30-minute preaching session oh, of her oh, like man. trying to convince us right. if you look at this powerpoint I put yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so jeez it's so like still. jewish guilt right there that's yeah. intense well what did you go through growing up growing up so a lot of a lot of what i went through was like community based so you and know, you grew up in what neighborhood uh, in Riverdale, the border between Riverdale and Yonkers, so New York. Okay, but Bronx, Bronx. that's Upper Bronx. Like, yeah, Westchester, yeah. Bronx uh, border. Uh, so it was a lot of community stuff. So you go to synagogue uh, every every Saturday, Friday night and Saturday, and the school is all the same people, and then camp is all the same people. So not until you're a lot older do you really stop and think about like the uh, the theological aspects of it. It's more just the way you live your life. It's culture. Right. So this is what you eat, and this is what you do, and this is what you wear, and these are the, your, these are your, this is your coat. Yeah. So, all right, let, let's compare. But it seems very normal at the, while you're doing it. Of course, yes. Yeah. Now, but let's compare eight-year-old Benji to eight-year-old Pinder over here. Now, you're, you're going through the motions, too. You don't know yeah. what it means, though, at that point as well. I mean, a lot on a, on a superficial level, I think you do. You're, okay. So you're told about God, and you have to do these things, and... Yeah, it just makes sense, and everyone's doing it, and you're happy. You know, it's a good life, also. Okay, and now you were going. Were you going to be a rabbi? You went to yeshiva, no. didn't you? I w yeah, I went to yeshiva university, which uh, you don't have to be a rabbi there. Okay. It's not mandatory, but okay. there is a uh, dual curriculum. So you have morning Judaic studies, yes. and then afternoon is quote secular studies. Secular mm -hmm. studies. Yeah, and going into yeshiva, you still had religious beliefs or where yeah so the thing that my community this this community does uh in between high school and college a lot of people go to israel for the year and study there between high school and college between uh, yeah you take a year off before you start college so i actually did that for a year and a half year and wow. a half yeah and mm -hmm. you're just it's kind of like this j bubble you're living in where you're studying all day really wow and you're studying Hebrew, you're studying, Old Testament, yeah, Bible, the Talmud, Talmud yeah. uh, philosophy, that sort of stuff. Okay. And so in high school and that, you still believe— That was probably when I was most religious, and that's when you, sure. I really bought into the, like, the, the theological side. We're like, okay, well, well, what is this, and who am I praying to? It's hard and, not to over there, too. I yeah, mean, and it's— Israel it, has got something going on. They do. Yeah, it's cool. Like, uh, 
when you're walking the same, you when know, I was in, Jer I lived in right outside Jerusalem. That's like yeah. the road. Whether you believe anything or not, it, oh, there's a it vibe, definitely man. was for thousands of years a place that a lot of people had some yeah. shit go down. There's sure. a vibe. It's so hard, hard to ignore that when the three three of the major religions of the world sure, all are collide. spawned right. around there. Right. You know? right. There's right there. definitely something. Yes. That's probably when I was most bought into it. Right you bought into it back. in Israel. That's when you stop and really think about it, and because it's so easy, everything's taken care of. All I have to do is show up sure. and sit, and I have food, and I have, sure. a, have a bed, and everything. It was a nice place. So I just yeah. like this is so easy. But that's yeah. still the community. But now you're yeah. learning about everything that goes with it. Yeah. And do you think you start questioning at all while you're there? No, not a minute. I no. don't think so either. I mean, I, honestly, when I was in Israel, Please. even for for ten days, I mean, I felt even though I I, I maintained my I meditated every day, but I felt. A connection to the Judaism for sure, and it and I and I definitely did. And then, honestly, I got home and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna just be both. I'm gonna, you know, maybe two weeks later, I didn't give a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but the energy it was, over there, over there, it was really, it was really intense. I mean, I cried at the at the at the Wailing Wall. You mm -hmm. know what I wow. mean? Like, wow. yeah, the full the full. It's funny. I, whenever I was there, I always was like, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be feeling something more than this. Yeah. So you did <laughs> at least just in that. like a like a deep level in me. Like you see people who are like. Going crazy and screaming and crying yeah. and, and praying for things and you're like I don't I don't have that but I never I never really had that no. that's just not personality wise that's that's not me wow mm. so this is fascinating yeah. to me. and yeah. then coming back Yeshiva University and that's when it's that's when I really started that's when I was able to take some philosophy classes and study like the different aspects of it and you realize you weren't being told everything and when yeah. you're taking philosophy at Yeshiva they're teaching you so that's in the secular part. Okay. So you, the, truthfully, what you have to do there is like talk to professors outside of class. They're like, well, they don't want me to say it in class. <laughs> and when they bring up guys like what Nietzsche and yeah, Spinoza and those, yeah, that's, who that's, question it's hard religion and who are staunch atheists. Yeah, yeah. Now, all right. So we had you at eight. Yep. Now, when does it start slowing down for you? Uh, probably around fifteen. Fifteen. So you're in high school. Yeah. And now, what what happens? So you're gung ho for all those years. You're still faking it. I, I like I said I wouldn't call it fake. I like I was going through the motions. Trying, yeah, I, I was feeling it, yet trying to trying hard to overfeel it. Yes, mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, like fifteen, I started. Uh, I used to go to Christian camp over the summer. My grandmother would pay for me to go away for a week to religious themed camps. And tell and us about those. They were interesting. What happened? There was. <laughs> So there was one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Show us on the dump. So there was. <laughs> that would be there's Catholic, one thing that, sir. <laughs> Sorry, yes, a little more specific. Right, <laughs> there, there's something to be said for uh, for the fact that I was so into it because I became kind of a kind of a pussy, and like you I was the kid that even the really religious kids would pick on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why, why, why was that? Still happens. <laughs> of course. Was that? Why was that? Just I, I was. Soft-spoken and kind and gentle, but then at a certain point, I would just turn, mm. and then I would become angry because they're pushing you. Yeah. What would they do to tease you? Um, let's see, a couple. Of, Once again, uh, point on the towel. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, your typical shit. You know, set up some behind you, shove you over. They would, uh, you know, they used to throw uh, thistle bushes into my sleeping bag, so when I try to crawl into bed at night, 
be wow. <laughs> covered did you in ever, thistles. But did you ever feel like? F- did you ever feel like that was like a thorny crown type of thing? You ever make that <laughs> yeah, analogy? Exactly. Like this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Maybe, like, maybe I was being arrows. tried. Yes, and I've gone the wrong direction with my life now. <laughs> You've shown me the you light. Failed. <laughs> A you Buddhist failed. Jewish guy just <laughs> yeah, showed me the light it. to Jesus. You're supposed to roll in the thorns, baby. Um, God, that doesn't sound very Christian to me, doing no. that. No, of oh, course not. They're yeah. kids still. Are you telling me they're hypocrites? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we really surprised? Right. Like, can we? Come on. That's what always surprises me about Christianity. Yeah. It's too easy to just ask for forgiveness. Like, I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll be forgiven later for it. <laughs> and couple, Judaism, couple Hail Marys. Yeah. Judaism, there's, no, we do, but it's, it's not like that. Yeah. Well, you don't have heaven and hell, right? Kinda. It's not in the Bible, in the okay. Old Testament. Mm. So it's kind of brought up later. But uh, I guess what officially the official stance is, hell is not a place you go to get punished, but it's a place that if you're not qualified for heaven yet, you have to continue repenting. So you don't stay in hell. Okay. Hell, you just take a short break. You're like, you're not ready for heaven yet. It's more of the limbo. Forgive, if there yeah, was. forgive. Yeah. Like, the Catholics have purgatory. They have purgatory. Which right. I think they got rid of. We get rid of purgatory? I don't think purgatory. Is it like, it's like, oh, can we get some fact checking on purgatory? It's like Pluto. It's wherever Pluto is. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's on a planet. Pluto it's and purgatory, purgatory both place. went the way of the dodo. <laughs> One swooping move. That's it. <laughs> Crazy late nineties. Just get rid of a planet <laughs> and a limbo. <laughs> See, the, the, the one thing. All right, I think a lot of people would probably agree that religions and Bibles and all that are written. By man, for the most part, I think that is logical, and well, not everyone said. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think right. it, it is a logical thing, and sure. it is like Chris Rock said, they wrote you can't eat meat because a lot of meat was killing people back then. Right. So you have to write that in. Why is homosexuality viewed bad? Because if people thought it was okay to fuck the same sex, they would have died. And having a heaven and hell has to give people incentive to be good. And I know people mm-hmm. want to yeah. say. Just be good. No, it's not that simple. I think right. human nature is probably more on the bad side, to be quite right. honest. I, mm-hmm. I think that most of us try to be good because we're taught to be good. I think that is but, uh, would, but why nurture, would, not nature. But why are they even in a position to teach good if it's natural to be bad? I think some people saw what the chaos was going to lead to. I think it, 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 it's just simple to see. Jimmy and Bobby keep hitting each other with sticks, and Bobby died this week, and now he's going to kill... Corey next week. Not saying that these were the names of those people right. back then, <laughs> right. but uh, we need to stop this if we actually want to keep going because so you're they're going to take a stick based, to me eventually too. It's all so. based in keeping people surviving. I think it's keeping an, a, an order and a semblance that there's a man above you and he will punish you if you do wrong things. We'll start with these 10 basic ones and if you violate those, mm-hmm. you go to hell with brimstone right. and you'll be stuck listening to Perry Cuomo your whole life. See, <laughs> I think that's that's closer to the actuality of, of the Bible and and those sorts of religious texts is to establish society. Yes. Not so much to determine good because what is good? Technically, if a wolf kills another animal so it can eat, mm-hmm. is that bad? If a wolf kills another wolf because it's holding the pack back, that's just evolution and survival of the fittest. Okay. The actual existence of these religious texts established a code of rules for, at the time, a nomadic tribe. When you consider back in the time when the original Old Testament was written, mm-hmm. was during Juda- Jewish uh, eras right. of trying to unite a bunch of tribes that were out in a desert that had no sort of structure or anything. Where they were like, mm-hmm. we're all going to just fight each other. And then they're like, hey, we get together, work as a team, establish something that like can tell people what to do up above. 
then we're blameless when anything goes wrong, and we also have something to hold them in check that's higher than us. Yeah, no, I think it, uh, it also provides answers when you don't know why things are happening in this world. You don't, yeah. you, uh, back in the day, you see lightning, you're like, that's some fucked up shit right there. <laughs> There's a lot more there magic. must be some guy throwing it down, punishing us, yeah. and <clears throat> we'll call him Zeus, and that's why. Because you didn't have any other way to answer those things. And it also did. It, 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 it gave people a structure and boundaries and mm -hmm. something to live for and something to strive for. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is very community based and, and mm -hmm. organized and, you know, with your family and everyone gets together in certain times of the year. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what people don't realize right now. A lot of the holidays in all religions stem back to like agricultural oh, times of the pagan, year and stuff like that. Pagan. Right? They're harvest festivals. Most right. Because they're yeah. like, hey, this is There's seasonal great. changes in harvest festivals. As right. Well. Yeah. Same thing in Judaism. Yeah. That's why Easter has the bunnies. It's, it, was, it was a spring. It was a pagan spring festival. Yeah, so the bunnies are hopping around. Yeah, the bunnies fertility. are fertility. And yeah. Passover, same exact time. Right. Wow. Yeah. So Most of these things, yeah. God. But I don't think it was a I don't think it's a conscious decision like you were saying, "Hey, we need to keep people no. from killing yeah. each other." Yeah. It evolves more uh, intuitively, I would think. Yeah, or organically. Or or I out of like out of like stories and, you know, you would see something and you tell your kid and they expand a little bit on it and then you write some shit down and then stories come together and then cultures mm -hmm. take over other cultures and then that combines into this whole thing. I just mm -hmm. feel that it's it was just a, uh, yeah, I really, I get that, but I feel like this was to check people in line. Yeah, I think like, so. Like, 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 that's really what it is. Like, like I said, I have, uh, you know, uh, last night I did a show with Frank Liotti, and to think that, what he, you know, he's a gay dude, and uh, he's supposed to be, what, going to hell because of that lifestyle? No, they made, they wrote that shit down mm -hmm. because they were scared everyone would like it. Like, they don't know with science now that, I think science has proven that most people of the opposite sex are attracted to each other that that's yeah. the main thing there'll always be homosexuality right. there'll be uh, some bisexuality but generally that no one knew that then so they were scared oh shit bobby and tommy once again those two now they put the sticks down and they got their sticks towards each other <laughs> they're gonna fuck each other we're not gonna have any more children right and then we're all gonna be dead right. i mean that's it, what it, i feel like and it's, it's also like it's it's in a weird way it's not natural so you're like that's not the way it's supposed to happen we know where the penis goes and what right. happens in that situation Whoa. and that's not what happens there like well, in the bible it's what it's written in the part of like don't fuck animals either well yeah. cuz you can't yeah. knock up animals and have more children right right that's but that's the thing like if two girls could scissor and have kids i think that would have been <laughs> all right that would have been viewed as natural but because there's no touchdown Right. That's really what it comes down to. I think it's a combination of both the spiritual, uh, the spiritual side of it, growing alongside of the control side of it. Right. Um, I mean, there's always been oral histories and oral stories to explain why things are. Yes. Taking it the next step and helping to establish a form of unity and government mm -hmm. isn't that far fetched to take those right. stories and be like, we've got this part. This is how we're explaining it. But also, he says, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, I feel like the not fooling around with your neighbor's wife. This mm -hmm. is why that was done. Um, a, no one wants that to happen. You don't want mm -hmm. Benji. I, I mean, you're a good friend, but if I get married, <laughs> I don't want you fucking my wife. I mean, nothing. I for nothing. But yeah. I mean, here's what would happen in the old times: you would fuck my wife, and then I would kill you. So right. someone then had to discourage it from the jump. Right. Just stay away. That way, we don't have to bury you. Right. I mean, that's where that comes from. I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know. Broad uh, rules. I got a note here from our great producer, A.J. Friedman, a.k.a. Supertramp. 
<laughs> this is on a piece of the New York Post, some ad on the New York Post, and he just simply wrote, Catholics still believe in purgatory. That's the whole note. Oh, so mm. it's good to know. They still Fact do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, so let's get back to you. You're in, you're in going to the Catholic camps, or the, yeah. the Christian camps. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, one of the things they used to do at the, at the camp was they set up this... I don't know if you want to call it brainwashing session or, or something. We probably will call it that, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's, uh, they would set up in, in, in each of the buildings, they would set up these little trials for you to go to and test out your ability to convert people. Yeah. So you'd gr- break up into groups of like four or five. And, and what age are you? I'm sorry. Witness. This is like nine, ten years old. In nine, ten, they're teaching you to convert already. Okay, go on. So, Unbelievable. Okay, but this turns into sales later on in life. Right. So, good, you know, good, good skills. skills. <laughs> good skills. So that's now practicality. I'm a, now I'm a top salesman <laughs> at Sam's Club. So it all, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I went to and Jesus this sponge to will Shasta. save your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you how. Just dip in water first. <laughs> it never translated well to sales for me. Okay. I, uh, the one particular... Uh, station that we had to go to was this mock party that people were having. So oh, there was like four or five people sitting Uh-oh. around a table. Party, please. Drinking, yeah. yeah drinking, <laughs> yeah, I got it. drinking fake beers. Yeah. And it's like, here come the little kids to testify about Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. And they're like, you know, they're just messing with you. They're like, here, you want a beer? It's like, don't do beer. Jesus says this and that and this. And one of the things they had was this big fake plate of cocaine. And it was just flour. <laughs> wow. I shit you not. I don't even know what cocaine is at nine. How are nine years that to old. nine-year-olds They're to nine teach them? You're old. probably uh, doing more bad than good in that situation. Yeah, totally. You're Parties them. have this amazing Absolutely. thing called cocaine. <laughs> so so big plate of co- fake cocaine. And they won't. They won't listen. They're like being, they're acting like drunk people or Are like people on that? cocaine. That sugar or whatever They it is? were faking it, I guess. <laughs> this is how I hope you they do were it. faking it, not <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. What if they weren't faking it? Right. What if, what that if it was, was real right, cocaine? Really, that's they, how they, they get were, away with they it. They were right, teaching exactly. the kids. Method trials. Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah. If it were, Why do you have lockjaw, Monsignor? <laughs> right. We're gonna teaching the children. Be prepared when they get a lot of energy. If that were real cocaine, the reaction was pretty well warranted because my response in this situation after them not listening for a while was to punch the guy in the face oh my okay. God. and then steal the giant plate of cocaine and dump it into the, into the trash bin. So that's what you did, right? That's what I did. And did you get in trouble for physically did hurting someone? Absolutely. <laughs> for <laughs> punching someone in the face? Yeah, yeah. But, I, but maybe they... Yeah, you throw the, throw the Jesus in the temple line on him. Jesus <laughs> threw shit around in the temple, right? right. Well, yeah. right. I'm yeah. just thinking they'd be like, you're a good Christian that you <laughs> yeah. did not want when your brothers or sisters yeah. uh, destroying their that temple love, like that, their, their self-temple, yeah. and it's you threw with the drugs. Yeah. So that's how you did it. That's what I did. Now, how do you get punished after doing that? Uh, you get lectured for a bit, you and then you go the to bed. Do it all. Do it all, and if you survive, right. yeah. young Lord man, you have the freebase now. <laughs> you know what happens to freebasers? Yeah. They go to purgatory. It's on Pluto. So yeah, so that was like my approach. That's like the second person I punched <laughs> trying to convert him to Jesus. <laughs> so you kept doing that? This happened twice. Punching I did it someone. to another kid. In the neighborhood when I was trying to con- when I was trying to convince him to believe in Jesus. So you, I are- punched him. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. This is not a camp. No one stopped me and was like, "Hey, yeah, take it easy. Right. It's not that serious at this yeah. point." So you are really just into this, head into first. it, into it, and need to save souls. Wow. And the first time you punched a dude was not even during the camp. You're just in your neighborhood chilling, and you go up to some neighborhood kid. 
You try it's to real, convert this real him. dirtbag kid that lived across the street, and I tried to. And you're like, him. I got this one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a I had a comic book Bible. It was the first five books of the Old Testament. I don't Testament. think Stanley wrote that one. Oh, no. <laughs> first five books of the Old Testament and the the Gospel, all illustrated with comic bubbles and everything like that. Mm. And, and I was sitting there trying to convince him to believe in Jesus with my comic book Bible. And when he wouldn't believe, I hit him over the head with the Bible and started punching him, Thank God yelling it was a comic believe. Book Bible. Right, not the real much. thing. <laughs> no, it was still, it was like it was that thick. thick, man. It was like still like two inches, three inches thick. Oh my wow. God, dude. So you were into it to physicality. Way too into it. When does it wane? You say 15, it starts waning. Yeah, 14, 15. Why? What did your grandma think of this? I mean, did she weigh in on this? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be like a wake-up call? Like, uh, we, we've, we've brainwashed this kid, and now he's, he's punching people? <laughs> to, I mean, like, we, isn't, this, isn't this a, you know, a, a comeuppance of our, It was just, you know? don't hit people. Don't hit people. That's all it was. Don't, don't hit, hit people. people. She probably That's loved it. it. Yeah. She probably secretly. Yeah. If you're ever going to hit someone, it better be for way. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. for Jesus. It's like... <laughs> He's got the right idea. We like, just need to teach yeah. him not to Let me punch. Tell you, you can be on Jesus' hockey team anytime. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're the goon. I heard they have a great defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then 15, you, it, what happened? I just uh, started questioning it. Yeah. That's it. It was like I started it, the the camp I was going to had all these crazy rules. I went there for like two three years, and the kids I hung around with in the camp, we were all the kids who got in trouble all the time, and it was just the first year I went, I was kind of goody two shoes. And I realized like, oh, wait, I'm going to chase girls right now. Nobody's around to stop me. Mm. My parents aren't around. These people aren't doing anything. These Christian people are like, you can't do that. And then it's like, yep, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just kept doing what I wanted. And then the next year I made it a point to break every single rule on the actual document. Everything. Snuck alcohol, <laughs> snuck nice. drugs in. It's like a bucket list for you. Didn't, right. even, do, didn't even do alcohol or drugs. You did it Found just to Found out how to get them just to do it. Oh, that's fine. See, that's an yeah. example of being pushed one way. Yeah, and because extremes, you're pushing. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. He the, had pendulum, no, the pendulum swings the other way, mm -hmm. inevitably. You didn't even want to have that, quote, unquote, fun that alcohol and drugs can bring you. You did it <laughs> right. just as, I'm sick afterwards. of this shit. <laughs> right. And I want another option, and I'll show you right. that what you're doing is Pretty bullshit. Yeah. I'd imagine. I can't, I can't pretend to know the psychology. I just decided to do it, and I did it. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable. So you start doing that, yep. you get kicked out of camp? No. They would call they forgive home you. They forgive every you. Exactly. Day. <laughs> every day. When I got when I got home from camp the last year I went, uh, my grandparents told me that every single day the pastor would call home and have a new Rich did this. Rich did that. And it wasn't just it was me and all the people I hung out with that were all from my church. Right. They're all in the same group. It was, well, they did this, they did that, they did this. And so it was just constantly, like, when I got home, I got an earful where it was like, well, they, it sounds like you had a good time, but you can't do that, you can't do that, you're not supposed to break the rule. Eh, I did do something. <laughs> but the bottom line was you still believed, right? In At their eyes. Point, and that would have been worse if you would have came eyes, back and said, I don't believe, see, and this is yeah. bullshit, and that's why I'm doing it. In their eyes, see, I, my, my official stop believing, or at least stop going to church and stop buying into the whole thing was that last year I had an argument with one of the counselors Okay. who he said that we was talking about God being eternal. Mm -hmm. And my argument was, well, how is God eternal? How, how does eternity exist? Everything has a finite beginning and an end. And 
trying to discuss the uh, the idea that even a number line, even though it expands exponentially in either direction, it has a center point where it began from. Mm-hmm. All things begin from some point, even if they infinitely stretch in either direction. That infiniteness started somewhere, and. I argued with him for like three hours until like two in the morning before he just gave up and went to bed. Did he punch you? <laughs> no. Okay. You we will gotta... <laughs> I learned this from someone else. <laughs> we convinced another counselor to punch a friend, though. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> we, we wouldn't go to one of the little church gatherings on the last day. Mm. You, you he, was like, we were, he was like, you guys got to go into the class. And we were like, no, we're not going. And he's like, no, you got to go. And I was like, no. Nah. And so we just kept messing with him until he finally took a swing. This is a new subgroup, Punchers yeah. for Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> and that existed way long before me, my friend. Punch little thing called Jesus. the Crusades. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so at that point, you're pretty much done. And you're at 15 then, or are you a little older now? Yeah, like 15, 16. So you're at 16. So your last couple years of high school, you are now a non-believer? Uh, started agnostic. Eventually went atheist, and now I'd say it's more agnostic. Now you've flipped back to I don't, the okay. middle ground. Uh, it's, you know what it is? It's not that I believe in anything spiritual. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson had a great quote on why he labels himself as non-atheist. Okay. He's like, atheists constantly try to drag me in and say I'm one of them. I'm not. I have too much other stuff going on in my life to worry about fighting against there being a God. That requires a commitment in that direction. I don't have time for it. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, but you could still believe without fighting. It's true. But the fighters are the ones that give atheists, atheists a bad name. The same way as any Fair, other yeah. sort of Christian or yeah, anything yeah, else. That's the great irony. Yeah, it's of course. The extremist, it's it's right. the extremist. It's always is. You know, it's like that, that South Park episode where it's the United Atheist Alliance versus the Atheists, you know, <laughs> association. You know, it's eventually they all split up. You know, it's it, inevitable. I, I, Even the Buddhists, they don't fight. Uh, there's no, there's well, never Buddhist wars. There's no real faction of. Uh, there's but there's, separation. there's sex. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, there are. I mean, there's Mahayana, Hinayana. There's Indian Buddhism. There's all the Japanese sects of Buddhism. There's Zen Buddhism. There's what wow. uh, what I do, Nichiren Shoshu Buddhism. I they're not against once. each other. I mean, yes. you know, but they have their different, you know, everything, just like any other thing. Well, you know, that's like that. The term Christian didn't exist until the '60s, and, and mm. Christian was because of all the sects, all the infighting between the different sects of Christianity. Some politician got it under his bright, genius head to say, we're going to start calling it Christian. Mm. We're going to call everybody Christians. Oh, you're Baptist, you're, you're Lutheran. Lumped you're them all together. Cat- you're, you're Christian, so we can unite as a group and have voting power. Right. And that's how they united, how Christian came to be a big thing. Hmm. And oh. then it became a big... And now it's a it's big, a team. giant mess. Yeah. On this team. Yeah. That's what I hate about it. Like I, I don't care what your religion is. Right. As long as it works for you. I want I, I want everyone to be happy, generally. Right. I want right. you. Sure. If you're a Satanist, if it works for you and you leave everyone else alone. Right. Don't try to make me a Satanist. Go ahead. You yeah. know what I mean? Or don't have at it. Don't rip Benji's heart out to have some kind of a ritual with it. Right. Okay? That's, that's, that, <laughs> that would, would be, not be fun. Yes, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. But, and I think atheists kind of believe in that and that they kind of come off with that slant mm-hmm. of oh you with your people pushing their religion well some people aren't some people just want to go right. to church on yeah. time right and, and it, it is important for a lot of people also it still offers that guidance and boundaries that people need that if they weren't doing that that's one of the things i noticed in my life when i really stopped believing was you didn't you you remove a lot of the reasons of why you're doing stuff and you don't fill it with anything so you're like so why am i doing anything and then right. you just get depressed and lazy and so it's, smoke weed and stuff. It's uncomfortable. It's all of a sudden you're no longer just that. It's no longer like, 
I'm so upset. I'm going to pray to God to fix this. It's all of a sudden like... That's out of your life. I got to fix this. I have to handle everything. But there also now. is some some benefit to that of realizing like, hey, I'm an individual and I shouldn't look to anyone else. Mm-hmm. There's a certain amount that, that, that you really... People can't really be told what to do. It's not... Yeah. Like kids can... You could do that for children, but for adults, I don't know if that really works. Yeah. You have to trust your, you know, I mean, your compass. I mean, at least to, to in Buddhism, you know, you, every person has their Buddha nature and is a, a Buddha, essentially, that's on their own journey to sort of rediscovering it or at least acknowledging it at different moments in their lives. And uh, all the bad or good things that happen. So even if you do something really evil or something like that, it'll create the karmic will come back to you and you will experience the backlash of that that will bring you back to the middle eventually and, you know, enlighten you. Mm-hmm. you know, it's inevitable. You know, so that you sort of leave people to their own devices. And what I, I don't know a lot about uh, Buddhism. Karma mm-hmm. is a, a, a actual thing. What's a spiritual force? What? How would you define karma? I would define karma the same way that you can you see it as the law, the law of cause and effect. Essentially, it's the same th- the law that governs our whole actual physical reality is the same in the spiritual reality. So that there's there's literally a, a, a spiritual law of cause and effect, just like if I knock over this glass, it's going to fall to the ground type of thing. If I do something messed up, eventually it'll come back in some way. And there, so, I mean, describing it as force, we know we have laws to that, right? right. For every action, there's a reaction, blah, sure. blah. Are there, are there similar type of yeah. rules I mean, in, in karma? Well, in it's just that one law. I mean, it's actually kind of very simple. Is that law of cause and effect. It's that golden rule. And that the the Buddha is communicates with that law and is aware of it and and lives it essentially. That's wow. And when you explain that to people, yeah, like I have a tattoo that says Amor Fati, the right. love of fate, and right. I explain it as I feel that everything ends up happening the way it's supposed to. I right. have free will. Right. I could. I have the right right now. I have to make a decision whether to let this muscle milk mm-hmm. sit here or pick it up and hit one of you. Right. But I feel that. I have to live with whatever decision I make. Right, you know. And but if whatever I did, I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to make that mm-hmm. decision, and that leads to other decisions I have to. And people think I'm fucking crazy. And I think by it people is. thinking crazy, <laughs> at least two of the three people sitting at this round table, <laughs> yeah. and maybe even super tramp in the booth. Yeah. Um, but that sounds similar it's to what similar. you're saying. Do people think that's crazy? I I don't know if people think it's crazy, but I, I do kind of think. You know, I, I kind of have this f- philosophy that I think everybody's a Buddhist. They just don't know it yet. I mean, every all paths lead to the same goal. Some are more windy. Some all go all over the place, down into their own ass, and back out again. You know, but it all ends up somewhere. Well, maybe you know I, I, mean? I, I would have, from my point of view, I'd phrase it differently. That maybe right. Buddhism is tapping into a general rule that a lot of the other religions are also, and right. everyone's got a different name in different ways. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And that's what I mean when I say Buddhist. Everybody is sort of an enlightened being. Everybody is sort of a god in their own way. But it also kind know? of makes sense. If you do good to someone, mm-hmm. there's a better likelihood that they'll do good back to you. Right. And even if it's not directly to you, even if they do then do good to someone else, right. and it then yada, 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 and, yada then... and it could go over lifetimes, and that's where reincarnation comes in. It could go your whole over the whole span of things. You know? And so you, you might do something bad. Yes, I do. You might do something bad in this lifetime we're two two reincarnations <laughs> we're evened up on the board you know right. tiebreaker super tramp we'll get to his answer yes yeah. on reincarnation we're up yeah, three to yeah. two That's motherfuckers <laughs> see we're just like everyone else our religion is better right. than yours no, right. go on I'm but sorry. it might not happen instantly depending on your your, your sure. karma like it might not happen as quickly as the glass falling to the ground you know you could do so so that's why some people are like well this guy murdered a bunch of people nothing ever bad happened to him but you don't know you don't know the whole span of uh, like you said the infinite into expansive from one point all the different timelines that are actually happening. And, and, and Buddhism isn't necessarily on one, like, 
linear timeline. It's on a it's a four dimensional timeline. It's expansive. Right. It's all I, happening once. I think that's why a lot of people believe in either reincarnation or an afterlife because they look at someone bad and go, he can't just get away with that. There right. must be some justice at some point, sometime. It is. It is. It is a big. But I don't know. We why can't you just say, hey, shitty things happen, and the way you stop that from happening is just don't be shitty yourself and try to get other people not to be like that. Yeah, isn't the best religion the golden rule? I know I'm gonna sound like is. the old That's guy. The it's, that is what the law it's is. Unbelievable. It's the golden rule. It's it. Everybody knows it. I know? don't want you to punch me in the mouth, you know, and call my mother a whore. Yeah. So I won't do the same to you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's say someone does like that. Can they do that to other people? Ooh, now that's interesting. <laughs> that's its own different philosophy. <laughs> uh, we got ask. What's that? Ask permission first. Right. right. That's a good rule. rule. Don't assume what, that, right. what someone Manners. else wants to do. That's the silver rule. It's a silver rule. Do unto yeah. others as you would like. Ask permission. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is a tool lyric as well. Um, <laughs> we're going to start wrapping up. I want to get with Rich and Benji both on this. When you both decided it wasn't for you and you announced it to family, a, how did they react? And B, you kind of touched on this earlier. You go through things and don't know how to react because now you don't pray. You don't go to the, to the Bibles or anything. Um, and I heard something about maybe filling it with weed. Pro- who knows? Video <laughs> games, pussy, booze. Let's get answers with that. Um, whoever wants to li- Rich, lead off. F- start with you tell your grandma you're not religious. I have never explicitly told my grandma never. that I'm wow. not religious. Okay, you lie to her. Perfect. N- it, not even lie. <laughs> no, I don't. What Jesus would want. I just yeah, don't. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't tell the truth. Well, Jesus uh, needs him to play in the hockey so, game. Yeah, but don't forget it. that. So here, here, here's Jesus the thing. Jesus never the Gordon Bombay of um, <laughs> I kind of admitted it to her. Like, I never felt a need to come out to her and be like, I don't believe in Jesus. Because I don't, who cares? I, like, I don't right. care. You don't okay, need to break this it. old yeah. lady's heart. You know right. what I mean? It's she's, not, it's, she's 90 years old. She still loves me. She still tells me about people in the church all the time. And it's, eh. Right. But she knows but you don't go anymore. Her, she knows I don't go. She likes to always tell me that there's wonderful churches anywhere I'm traveling. Anytime I'm going someplace, <laughs> yeah, she's she like, you know, there's a wonderful church <laughs> right by there. Yeah. If you go 10 miles down the road, oh, man. wonderful Lutheran they put church. churches everywhere. Mm-hmm. They do. They become like old baseball parks. <laughs> exactly. You really need to see right. Wrigley <laughs> Cathedral before. Beautiful. You got to love the architecture. You got to appreciate mm-hmm. the architecture well, of a well-built yeah. church. Well, who doesn't? The European ones. I love St. Oh, Patrick's yeah. Cathedral. Yeah. Like I said, I, I was never a good Catholic. That's, but that's mm-hmm. as much of a testament to man as it is to God. It's, it's beautiful. You know I mean? you know, come on. It's the Madison yeah. Square Garden of churches. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but she but knows you don't go to church anymore. She knows. I'm getting married soon, and, uh, and I had a conversation with her. Thank mm-hmm. you. I had a conversation with her, and she was like, well, if you need a church to get married at, you can get married. And I explained to her, well, we're not getting married at a church. We're getting married outdoors. She's like, oh, well, if you need a pastor, you know the pastor. You have a pastor. Well, we're not going to have a pastor. Well, who's going to marry you? My friend has a license. That's what we're doing. So your 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 fiance clearly not religious either. Not religious at all. Because that was going to be my question. Could you ever? Did you ever date anyone religious after that? Um, no. It never came up. Never came up. Do you never think you could have? Was she ever? Or she never grew up with it either. She no. She kind of was like questioning it from like around the age I was taking it into my life. Wow, eight. Yeah, she was like eight years old, and she's like, I what? never, she's, she's I never liked prodigy. It. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went through the motions. She did the, you know, CCD and communion and everything. She was raised Catholic. Her dad made her go to church for a while, and then at a certain point, she was like, I'm not going. And he would be like, No, you have to go, and ground her for a week. And eventually, it piled up to like two years of groundings. And oh my god, he gave up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
He never he never enforced it. She would right. just do what she wanted, you know? Yeah. And now is her side of the family upset that there's not going to be the church wedding or no. anything either? Her dad accepts it. He doesn't care. Wow. He doesn't care. He's every Nobody cares. My grandmother probably took it the hardest, and she just glossed right over it when I was like, my friend's going to marry us. Okay, but if you want to go to a church or you want a good priest <laughs> preacher, right. you got one up here in us. You know that, right? <laughs> That's a that's a decent, that's a nice thing. She's, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Seems yeah. like she's it's amicable. It. Yeah. The one thing she told me when she sat me down for that giant family meeting thing, yes. yeah. And I was like, "Listen, Grammy, I, I don't really have anything to tell you. I, I don't know what to tell you about my beliefs. I'm kind of on the fence with things." She said, "It's fine. Whatever you believe, as long as you're not a Buddhist." Really? No. That's what she she's said. She's anti-Buddhist. <laughs> yeah. If you said Jewish, you'd be like, okay. She'd yeah. probably be fine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Look at how shocked you are I know. as a Jew that yeah. the Christians hate the Buddhists. Believe me, I am surprised too. She what about a Muslim? Buddhist, I am what about blown a Muslim? Away. She doesn't care. Muslim, Muslims are cool. Oh, well, she, it's, it's, it, it, I guess it was after. I don't know. And I, I don't think the, she cared. And I said it the right way that an Irish or Italian Catholic would call it. It's Muslim, not Muslim. When it's, when it's, <laughs> when it's a Catholic, all oh, those Muslims. It was always Muslim. They never pronounce it right. I am oh my God! I am blown away by that. You gotta yeah, invite Grant now. Anti-Buddhist surprise the, the funniest hell out of me. Yeah, it is really just out of. You life. have to invite Grant, and you know he will yeah. bring a gift. That's part of his religion. <laughs> in What's even funny is at the time that was like a lot more of like the religious bent I was on was looking into Buddhism and like looking at stuff. Yeah. And she they must just, have been losing numbers wow. to a yeah. lot of Buddhists. They had a sales meeting. There was like a line graph, and there was Buddha on one side, and just like, listen, we're these numbers. We're losing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, are you willing to talk about... Yeah, mine's a kind of interesting story where uh, my brother came out of the closet as gay. One, it was... A, I mean, I'm not giving the whole uh, yes. background right. to the what built up to that. But it was a weekend. My whole family's there. And my mother was like, if anyone has anything else to say... So then my brother was like, also, Benji's not religious anymore. Wow, he throws, <laughs> you under the throws me under the bus. I, like, uh, spit uh, up my matzo ball soup. Uh, <laughs> I'm going down. Gay. You're going gay. down, too. He wants real balls in his mouth. So uh, it actually ended up... <laughs> exactly. It ended up probably being good for both of us because yeah. we always had someone to deflect it to. Uh, I probably would have passive-aggressively not really said anything. Yeah, right. They would have figured it out, but sure. uh, it was tough for them. But yeah. yeah, for my mom. Especially. They still talk to you and everything, though. My parents are awesome. Great. It was just yeah. they were they were sad, especially like my brother had a hard time in high school and whatever. Um, but yeah, they're good now. We're actually closer now, which is the weird thing. Me and my brother, and me to my parents. Do you think it's because you're honest and yeah, you're? I think you're not. Yeah, you're not hiding a, a side of yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the only way to get close to somebody. Yeah. Really, is to just you know. Acceptance, right? That's oh, what family yeah. isn't what family's all about, really. I, I would like to think <laughs> so. It's what it should be. You know? It's what it it's should, should be. be what it, it yeah. should be. Yeah. Nowhere near paper. what it is. Yeah. No. Not even remotely. Yeah. Everybody wants the show. Everybody wants the show. They think they want the show. You know. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. when they don't get it, they get real love. Hopefully, you know. When you give up on the show, it's it, it's not easy though to get no. there. No. Right? No. It's not. So it's difficult. And I still get you know the guilt stuff of uh, sure. you know fasting on Yom Kippur and yeah. Oh. What about the Holocaust? People died. I was like, don't, don't give me that. <laughs> I didn't the Holocaust. Jeez. <laughs> I hated, and I still have a couple relatives left, like back at Rochester, aunts and uncles and that, uh, this eating meat on Friday shit. Oh, yeah. Can I have yeah. a fucking burger give or a, a steak, They don't please? eat meat. Yeah, I mean, I used to get so pissed on Good Friday when I, I'm a kid. What do I want to eat for lunch every day as a kid? Hot dogs and hamburgers. Sure. No, have, have this. Just some noodles. I eat noodles at <laughs> noon on a Friday. Are you out of your mind? 
Why? Throw me a please. Throw me a fish fry. I'm excited. Fish okay, <laughs> I do like the Friday fish fry. I didn't like fish till I was like 18, though. So <laughs> okay, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, Jesus died for our sins, so yeah. you can't take a day. To, I think he'd be, you know, he died for our sins, so we can enjoy ourselves a little bit. Jesus was you a know? lot cooler dude, I think, than people give him credit for. You yeah, know? yeah. he'd want me to have yeah. the porterhouse. Yeah. So I uh, think that's that's this Catholic thing, though. Oh, Catholic Catholicism. No, Baffles me yeah. and always has. Like the first time I walked into it to a Catholic church, and I was just like, "There's a giant makeup of Jesus hanging out uh, over us, all crucified and half naked." And yeah, that's good. That's, it, it's just it's creepy. You it's can very smell it. You can it smell it a creepy. mile, and you can smell it a mile away. I mean, it's amazing to me that there's hardcore Catholics that right. don't. Yeah. I mean, because it's it, they're not they're not even trying. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I mean, this stuff and. And he, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's what I think when like Mormons and Scientology. Right. I mean, it's a little too. Come crazy on, guys. People. Yeah. I mean, is the <laughs> I have a Mormon. All right, right. But he he has fun now. Right. Let's but just jo- say that. <laughs> Joseph Smith. He was like 150 years ago. Like we know him. Yeah. yeah. People used to know he him. Said, and he's, <laughs> yeah. He said Jesus walked in America. He said that he read yeah, a bunch of golden tablets with you a pair judge, of goggles that are in thing. Cairo, New York. You can go find the spectacles of truth of Mormon legend in Cairo, New York. I don't know. I think we can agree if your legend sounds like a lyric <laughs> from a verse of a John Mellencamp song. <laughs> You're Jesus doing it right. in America. Have this for me. Real quick, here's we set it up. How did you guys deal then in those years? Did you get knee deep in drugs, booze, hookers? I did a lot of fucking drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. And do you think that's because you did not have prayer anymore and that, that ritual was gone, you needed another ritual? No, uh, I mean... Part of it was just expanding the mind, seeing if there is anything more spiritual out there. I mean, you know, you hear about the shamanistic tribes and how they got into their hallucinogens, and oh yeah, I decided to try it out myself. And what did Plus, you find? It was college. Yeah. Did you get something out of the mushrooms? Huh? Did they teach you anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they taught me that I act like a six-year-old at Disney World every time I take them. Yeah. And that uh, I will chase people around trying to make them eat a fire extinguisher. Eat? Eat. Okay. Is that a step mm. up or down from punching people down. in the face yeah. for <laughs> Benji, what did you find? Uh, just got like depressed, smoking weed, nothing besides that. And I don't, I'm not blaming that all on the religion part. It could have been a personal thing, but it was mostly just being uh, introverted and lazy and depressed. You don't think it was trying to not having that something? It, it was definitely that's a huge factor in it. Was definitely a huge just there. Well, what am I doing? Like, why are we living? And you start you're like, well, if there's no outside purpose. And nothing matters anymore. Then why am I doing stuff? Do you think you've replaced your depression and trying to figure out what to do and not having the religion with work? Like you have a great work habit. You're always here at the club working. Yeah, do you think I that mean, has kind of become your ritual? Uh, a little bit. That also pays the bills, yeah. which is nice. Uh, I think more being creative and doing st- stuff and talking to people and and I I you know. When you ease out of it, you think that you could also help people when you have a new perspective. You're like, oh, I see this. I think other people should also. How do I bring it to them and just make the world a better place? Mm. It's commendable, I think. I think it's a great place for us to stop. (laughs) Um, Outstanding, guys. This is really a great, great uh, episode. Really uh, glad you guys are here. Um, uh, Rich, thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks for having Uh, me. Let's do the plugs. Start. Tell them uh, you have a great podcast. Uh, Anti-Semantic show. Find us on (laughs) iTunes. It's not Semitic. I know that I just made some people uncomfortable at the table. But it's it's, (laughs) it's not that. I've done this show. No, I love that. Semantic. We hate the meanings of words. Uh, Yeah, anti-Semantic show. uh, Great podcast. Yeah. We do things. It's outstanding. <laughs> Mr. Grant Court. Is it all right if I plug a show? Uh, I, uh, Louis Katz and I run a weekly show in uh, Williamsburg. Very good uh, show. Sack Magic. Uh, 
and we get great guys every week, and it's free Monday nights at nine at Legion Bar. And do you want? Do you guys websites or anything? Uh, GrantGordonComedy.com, Twitter. Yeah. Go Grant Gordon on Twitter, Facebook. Go Grant Gordon on Facebook. MySpace. I'm not sure. I don't have that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder. Yeah, Tinder. Right? Grinder. Hey, yeah, 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 whatever. Manhunt. Bench. Uh, check out Stand Up New York. Yes. StandUpNY.com. Stand Up New York Labs. We're doing some cool stuff. This podcast studio, making videos, doing. Just follow us. You'll find us. If you have a computer, you'll find us. Nice. <laughs> and you should. And, we, and we you, Mad Dog. Yeah. Uh, one Mike Comedy Tour. Go to Clean Box Entertainment. Me and my dear friend, Shuli Agar. We are breaking away from the Ronnie Munn block party. We're doing our own show and it's going to just be dope comedy man we're gonna have a couple special guests as we tour around we're gonna be long beach vegas stanford connecticut allentown philly we're hitting them all baby wow. i sound like uh what's his name uh I almost said james dean or richard dean who's the the guy who's running for democratic and then what's his name howard dean, oh, howard, howard, dean. dean. howard dean and then yeah. cincinnati <laughs> and then miami he rips his fuck are you gonna be a politician <laughs> so go to clean box for that yeah. uh mad don't matter on twitter go to facebook my website will be up hopefully by the time this podcast comes out thank you mm-hmm. to everyone man lust for like we're gonna keep it interesting yeah we're figuring this shit out as we go mad love to aj in the booth super tramp love you and to john and everyone here at stand up new york making me feel part of something i appreciate it we'll see you next week and as always remember my babies we're all worth a million in prizes don't forget that shit baby i'm out Play.